Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I've been thinking about the transitions that this church is going through. You can't probably tell by today, but we're growing. I told people, you know, they're, they're going, oh, I'm going on vacation, getting my vacations in. And I'm just like, whoa, this is a blessing. We're adding Sunday school rooms, transition. How many know that when good things happen, it's still a transition, right? Good things can mean stress, amen? And so is that period of adapting to the newness of God. So transitions, I'm thinking about the transitions of, of, of um, the prayer challenge, how we're trying to get more connected. If you have not been participating in the prayer challenge, we're on day 14, and it has been knocking my socks off. Just when you think you know everything about prayer, God just has a way of showing up. Amen? And so I've been thinking about the transitions of our revival youth group, our transitions of activate life groups, our transition, our Women Shine ministry. We have a mentorship program that I'm so excited to be sharing. We have a group of women who've been working hard to bring this about, but it's transition because we want to be in a place to receive the harvest. So we're building an infrastructure for this church because we believe what God says. Amen? So I'm thinking about the transitions of just being in one place, but trying to get to the next place. There's a transition, the in-between, that we sometimes fail and we get tired, right? So we start off the right way, and then we get weary because of what? Life happens. Amen? Life happens, and we get tired, and we look at the problems that we see, and we look at the people that are against us, and we say, Lord, this was not the plan. Any? Am I alone today? Have you had situations where you thought God spoke to you, and then all hell breaks loose in your life? You're in transition. It does not mean it's not going to happen. It means that you have to fix your eyes on God. So we started off this series with Pastor G covering why keep praying. I loved it. It talked about the passion and the fervor of God. And then Pastor Pete talk about, talked about X marks the spot. And he covered the essence, the priority of prayer. Because we have to be consistent with prayer. Because we wonder why there is no supernatural manifestation of his power because we don't speak God's love language, and that's prayer. And we're going to talk more about that. There is a transition of prayer. There's a transition of prayer. The actual prayer, 
transition. Releasing the outcome to God, transition. And receiving the answers to your prayer. I think about washing clothes. I'm terrible at washing clothes because there's too many steps. There's too many transitions. You know, my husband said, you know, what's going on? I said, I have to get the clothes, bring the hamper, and then I have to put the clothes in, transition. And then I have to take the clothes out and then put it in the dryer, transition. And then I got to fold it. And you think you're done? Then you got to put them away. There's too many transitions. That's not my ministry. I'm not called to do laundry because of the transitions. I have no patience. I get negative. I get weary in well-doing. So my husband says, you're fired. And I'm like, yes. This woman is smart. Amen. Amen. So the transitions for a person who struggles with attention. Ooh, shiny. You know, I forget they're in there. And then I got to rewash. Oh, Lord, it's a mess. Pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> but today I want to really capture. I really want to capture what has not been captured in this series. So, so I want us to gain an understanding of Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, helping us with the transitions. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. We will do this by learning to apply various types of prayers to present to our present situations. Amen. So a lot of times we are so hard on ourselves because we're praying the same old prayers and we're not getting results because there are different prayers. Ladies and gentlemen, the word offers us a variety of prayers for different situations. So sometimes we get in a prayer rut. Amen? Where we just stumble in the morning, hit the coffee pot. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you've been so good. Yeah, my daughter's still acting up. Yeah, this boss is riding me. And it's like the prayers, we get stale. And therefore, we don't invite the Holy Spirit to shake things up. Well, we're going to shake things up this morning because I believe that the supernatural peace of God will speak to every one of you, will transform your hearts by the renewing of the mind. I love when Pastor Leona came up here, not because of what she said, even though that was powerful, because the word of God was read. What a concept in churches. The word of God was prayed and talked about. And so I began to receive peace just with the reading of the word of God. The word of God is welcome in this place. Healing is welcome in this place. We will not water down the gospel for the, the purpose of being a seeker-friendly church. We want to see signs and wonders. Amen? We want to see signs and wonders. No wonder why the, the world is bored with Christ and bored with the church. Because we've watered it down and we lost our power. And the word of God is coming to bring peace, and it is full of power. Oh, God, the word of God is power. And I pray that each of you will not leave the same. I want you to have an encounter with the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, we put our faith and trust in you. Help us to see 
us, Lord God. See us in our humanity. See us in our spirituality. Let us be the church, Lord God, that trusts you to work out every situation for our good. Lord God, for it is part of our destiny. Many here are going through many trials and relationships of family, of finances, health trials, and challenges of the mind. We ask you to increase our faith, especially during the transitions of prayer. Help us to know you more as the author and the finisher of our faith. We believe that you have given us the power to bring heaven to earth with our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So let's turn to our main text. It's our cornerstone text for today. It's in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I love this because when God spoke this scripture to me about three weeks ago when I knew I was closing out this, this prayer service, this prayer series, I said, Lord, you know, what do you want to say? And this scripture, when it, when, it, when it came to me and when I started to study it and put it in my heart, I didn't think of this as a scripture of prayer. And so I want to share it with you. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith the author and the finisher of our faith. So life is full of transitions. And a lot of times there are good people who start off strong. They're believing. They're doing the right thing. But they get knocked off course because how many of us know there's an enemy of our souls? Amen. And so there's good people and we get weary. And so I've been thinking about the transitions of life. I'm in transition. I've been in transition for the, the past year and a half. You know, I left this stable, full-time job with benefits, with benefits, <laughs> with more benefits. And, and so I began, I believe that God wanted me to be more available for the ministry. So I went into private practice. And so I was full of faith. I was starting off strong. And then it w when I came to church, people began to tell me how brave and courageous I was. And then I got scared. <laughs> You're not at the university anymore? Wow, you have faith. And I'm like, oh, boy, did I, do, did I hear you, Lord? Did I, did I hear you? And, and my husband now is in transition. He's working part-time for the church and working part-time outside of, of, of the church. And so I begin to think about my personal life. How many are in transition with your family? Amen. I'm in life stages, uh, a transition with my parents who are thinking about retirement. Pray that they move to Texas, not Virginia. And, and, and helping them with the transition and, and, and 
thinking about end-of-life care for my grandparents. That's a transition. Life is full of transitions. Change is inevitable. So in order to handle it, we must be prepared. You know, I think God looks at us crazy like, oh, my God, it's change. I wasn't prepared for this. You know, no, life is full of change, and we're changing right now. Amen? <laughs> you're not the same. Thank God you're not the same. I believe that you will not leave this church the way you walked in because you're going to have an encounter with the Prince of Peace. Amen? We're not the, we're not the same. Amen? We're not the same. So I've been thinking about the church transitions, the growth, the training up leaders to head certain ministries. You're some leaders out there. And I'm thinking about how that is a change, going from a smaller sized church of like 10 people and then looking at it growing. That's a train change. So some of you are in transition with your spiritual walk. You know, you're, you're, you've walked with God and you've recommitted your life to God. And, and so God is challenging you to a deeper spirituality. No more strip clubs, no more strip clubs, no <laughs> bars, you know. <laughs> If you're serious about the things of God, it kind of quenches the Holy Spirit, you know, just saying, not judging, but it quenches what God wants to do. It's hard. Save your dollars for church. Amen. Save your dollars for church. You will get a return on your harvest. They don't love you. Those strippers don't love you. They'll say anything. You will get a return on your harvest. Amen. Dana's laughing too hard. Lord, she's delivered. She's delivered. Let's not judge her. Amen. And she's free. She's letting every weight go right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for Dana. Thank you. So one Christian reference defined transition as the act of passing from one state or place to the next, an event that results in transformation. Some of us, that's why the enemy attacks us, attacks us on the in-between. Some of us, we have so much encouragement when we're in the body of Christ and we declare that we're going to do these great things. And then in the between, the in-between time, we get we weakened. Amen? We're weakened. So he attacks us during that time. But we have a high priest who empathizes, who is compassionate towards our weaknesses, towards our difficulties. I'm so glad we don't have a judgmental Lord and Savior. He sees us. He doesn't say, oh, my servant Yolanda is struggling. He's just saying, come to me. Come to me. But lots of times we isolate in transition. We isolate from the family of God in transition. And that's the time that we need to press in. Amen? And so uh, those who've taken uh, the Recover Me course, we offer it from women. It deals with grief. But there's a definition that we use in that Recover Me uh, healing course that I want to share with you today. And so we think about the grief. When you are in transition, you are losing. You experience a loss, right? You experience a loss. You experience going from one thing, whether good or bad, to another, right? And so there's two types of uh, uh, losses that I want to share with you. There's a primary loss, the actual loss, and then there's a secondary loss, which is a loss that is not seen. So if you lost a job, 
that's a primary loss. We see that you are no longer working at the job, right? If you have cancer, we see that you, are, you do not have hair from the treatments. That is an actual loss. You lost your hair, you've lost your job. But with secondary losses, it's a little bit tricky because we can't see the impact. We can't see that since you lost your job, you've lost your purpose. That's, no evi that's not so evidently seen, right? If you You've lost your husband that's a that's a, a primary loss but we can't see the loss of status that's a secondary loss amen the losses that people cannot see the people who miscarry right the people miscarry at six weeks seven weeks but no one sees the loss but it's there and so many types of loss. We have a father that sent his son who was called a man of many griefs. He identifies with us. So number one, we are to understand that the author, he starts everything. He is the author. Everything begins with Christ. He is the author of the prayer. He is the author and the cause. We are the effect. Everything starts with him. He gives us the faith. When we receive Jesus Christ, we are imparted a measure of faith. So why do we uh, wrestle in the in-between part? Because when we receive it, we feel like he's not there. He's not there, but he will give us a fresh supply of anointing, the word says. We can ask for a fresh supply of faith in the transition, and we're going to do that today. Amen? But be strengthened in the true power of faith is outside of us. It is not in our own abilities. So don't be discouraged. When your faith starts off strong, you pray the prayer, transition. You release the prayer, transition, and to receive in the prayer. Don't worry, but come to him in that in-between spot because he promises to give us this wonderful gift. Ephesians 2.8 says, where it is says, for by grace have I been saved through grace, uh, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So let's talk about the finisher. So Jesus is the author, and let's talk about what it means to be the finisher. In Strong's, the word finisher means perfecter or completer. I love that. He's a completer, so I don't have to worry about if I get weary. He has... He is a completer. He has made provision for my weariness. He has made provision for my doubt. He has made provision for those attacks against me. I do not have to worry. I don't have, we have a good God. We don't serve a God that gives us rules to earn, to do more. He said, receive it. It is a gift of God. He will finish what he started. He will finish what he started, right? That's why we give our lives to God, because we realize we can't earn our way to heaven. Amen? And so there were times when we could not see our way out of situations. There were times we could not see. I remember it was how long ago? Ten years ago, we were faced with this wild lawsuit wild lawsuit from our 
and from the insurance company. Long story short, we rented a car and then something happened to it. We, we, you know, and it was just devastating. Imagine being sued by one of the major, you know, major insurance companies who, who was supposed to help us. And so I was like, honey, we don't have enough money to even handle what they want in damages. This is like, this is like crazy. And so I began to fix my gaze, fix my gaze. I said, Lord, you have called us for a purpose. I began to remind him of the promises of God. He loves to be reminded of the promises he makes. There's an interesting synergy that happens when we talk to God. He loves it when we remind him of his promises. I'm not talking about making demands on God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about reminding him of what his word says, reminding him of the prophetic words that were spoken over our life. I said, Lord, if we are crushed by this lawsuit, there will be no way we can do the call on our lives. And I can't believe it. It resulted in the, the, the insurance company, the judge was like, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. And we were delivered from that lawsuit, from this major. I, see, I still get salty. I see the commercials on TV, and I go, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You, you want to insure us, all right. Yeah. You know, but the best part of it, the best part of it was that unsaved people came to Christ as a result. Family members recommitted their lives as a result. They said, this Christian thing, they thought we were kind of crazy at first. You know, they're like, uh, thinking about you want to sell your house. You, what are you doing? And I said, we're standing on the word of God. And as a result, even I think of Mike, he was like the hardest one of our family members. If you think of anybody that will not get saved, you would think of Mike <laughs> that would not get saved, you know. And I just love the fact that we did not know that we were being, exam being an example of faith because it was a transition from when we prayed about it. We, we stood and we say, Lord, we just prayed that you would just help us during this time. And then there was a transition. And then we had to release it, release the outcome to God. Because sometimes we get discouraged because God answers all prayers. But sometimes he doesn't answer it the way we want to. We want. I thank God he didn't answer certain prayers the way I wanted to. Thank God I would have been married to the wrong guy. Lord, help me. This was, this was sad, y'all. This is just, it was terrible. I, I swore this was the right person for me. And I just thank God that he does not always answer our prayers. So this lesson with the insurance company taught me one thing, that God will work all things for my good. And he will not only bless you, he will bless the people involved. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Your testimony is being made right now for how, because of how you are believing for the outcome. People are watching. What are they going to see? Are you going to throw in the towel? There's a big falling away of, from the church because people are trying to do it in their own strength. So let's fill our toolbox. Let's fill our toolbox. I'm thinking about the first prayer 
the first prayer that I want to share with you. It is called the prayers of adoration. Have you ever heard of that? The prayers of adoration. It, it says a prayer of adoration is a prayer that praises God's goodness, his faithfulness, his majesty. Sometimes we just go on with the same prayers. Give me, give me, help me. And we don't take time to thank God for what he's already done. We don't, we don't thank God for who he is. We just have this American mentality of, Lord, bless me right now. We want to self-promote. We want to focus on external things, but not focus on the one true God. Amen? So praise the Lord. So Psalms 111, I really want to highlight this, and then we'll move on to the next tool. It says, Psalms 111, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, like we're doing today, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in him. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant, of his covenant. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. So what is the wisdom for this tool, number one? While you were in transition, praise him. While you're in transition, honor him. Honor him. It is an act of faith. It is an act of faith. It doesn't have to be faith that you have, but if you're looking unto him, he will be the author and the perfecter of your faith. Fixing our gaze on Christ because he will do what he says he would do. We meditate on the problem sometimes. Sometimes we worship, we build an altar at the problem. And, we, and, and that causes demonic and torturous thoughts to happen. Have you ever been in a, a barrage of thoughts that come? Some of you are, are hearing those thoughts that you're saying, it's not going to work. You're going to die. You're, you're going to be destroyed. That is of the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. And so that is a sign that you need to fix your mind on the word of God. You are to pray the word of God. Sometimes I don't know what to pray when I'm going through trials. And all I have to do is just pray. The word of God. You said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The word of God is life. Prayer number two. Tool number two. The prayers of confession. Oh, a prayer of confession is a searching prayer of the heart. When we confess, we bear our souls before God of our sins and our shortcomings. A key part of the good news of Jesus is that repentance brings new life and forgiveness. We see this in 1 John 1, 9, which says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are righteous because of him. We are righteous because of him. We are a 
right standing because we believe in the Father. Don't let any devil convince you that you were unworthy and whole and you're unholy because all you have to do is press into the one that will redeem your problem in the name of Jesus. We have to get focused, Christians. We have to get focused as the disciples of God. You know, so many Christians have a lack of focus. That means you have a lack of power. When I see a weak Christian, it's because of a lack of focus. What are you focusing on? If I'm believing for my healing, I'm going to focus on the healing scriptures. I'm going to focus on things that are lovely and impure. I'm going to talk to people who have like-minded faith. I'm not going to talk to the people who don't believe that healing is for today. Amen. If I'm struggling with poverty or a lack, I'm not going to talk to people. Well, I'm just glad to have a little bit. Amen. Amen. I'm going to talk to people who knows what it's like to believe God, not only for your sustenance, but believe God to be flourishing in the kingdom of God. (laughs) Surround yourself by people of faith. It's a lack of focus. It's not that you're horrible. It's not that you're bad. It's that you're not focused. You're not focused. Wake up from your slumber. The word of God is power. If you struggle in your mind, the word of God is absent. The word of God is absent. And so we have to be like vultures eating the word of God, meditating on the word of God. I have the word of God in my bathroom because I see that he in me is greater, reminding me of the covenant of God. That is a tool of confession. And and I think about, you know, the different types of intercession um, because a lot of times we sometimes focus on what people say, what they said, and we don't focus on what God says. And God is jealous over us. I love when when God says, who told you that? (laughs) Where where are you getting your information from? He is jealous over us. He wants us to keep our minds stayed on him. That's where the supernatural peace comes from. Amen? Amen. So the wisdom for the tool, number two, it says prayers of confession. We'll give you some wisdom. So prayers of confession ought to be a regular part of our spiritual lives as we become transformed into the people God wants us to be. That's laying aside every weight, laying aside every thought, laying aside every behavior. If you're struggling with sin, lay it aside. Talk to God about it. He knows the compulsion. He understands humility. We have a compassionate God. Come to him. Come to him. Amen? Remember, the Lord wants us to bring heaven to earth. But it's kind of hard to do it when we're weighed down by sin. Amen? Tool number three, the final tool that I will talk about, is the prayer of supplication. I love it. It's the prayer that lifts up requests before God. The prayer that lifts up requests unto God. Supplications are often divided between those requests we make for ourselves, that's called petitions, and those requests we make on behalf of others, that's called intercession. Amen? And we do that both um, the first week of the month, we have prayer, and we lift up those petitions for ourselves, and we make intercession 
for others and government and people that we know. And so I love it because I struggle at times with anxiety. And this is my favorite. I made a meditation on this verse. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not worry about anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? There are so many types of prayers. There are so many types of prayers. I am in the process of studying these prayers, and I'm just like, oh, man, this is interesting. This is good. I could just fill my toolbox with so many prayers. I'm breaking out of the rut of doing the same old, same old. I love this, that there's lament prayers. You know what lament is? <laughs> it's when, when you're really grieved. It's a passionate expression of grief and sorrow. It's in the book of Psalms. How many know when you're depressed, you go to the book of Psalms because you're not alone? Yes, David. Oh, my enemies. Oh, Lord. Make a seat at the table, my enemies. It's like we find solace, right? We find solace in the word of God. That's a prayer of lament. And another prayer that I found is a prayer of faith that can heal the sick. Oh, that's in James 5. Even so, we got to become familiar with various types of prayers. This is like breathing to the Christian. A.W. Tozer says it's like breathing to the Christian. It's like he says when we're in the presence of God, the act of coming to the presence of God, we are becoming like him. The very act, just by coming, he's transforming you. Amen? Because you believe that he is the author. And I want to close with this prayer. We started with this prayer at the beginning of our um, lesson, our, our series. And it's found in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. It says, our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I love it. So wisdom for this tool. If you begin to worry after you prayed, don't worry. You can get back on track. You can always get back on track by making your requests known to God. Sometimes this is a daily thing. Sometimes it's a minute by minute thing. Sometimes it's a second upon second thing. I got to share this experience with you. I've been, a couple weeks ago, I've been, I guess sometimes you worry and you're not aware of your worry. You know, sometimes you know you're worrying because you're focused on a problem. I had a situation where I was worrying, but it wasn't evident that I was worried. And I was at work. I was, I was counseling this individual. And all of a sudden, I thought about the prayer that I prayed earlier that day. And the supernatural peace just invaded that room. It was glorious, y'all. It was miraculous. And he, he just settled my mind and my heart. It was settled. I wasn't believing anymore. I knew it. <laughs> I wasn't believing or striving. 
it was settled in my heart that God would take care of me and he would take care of all that I loved. And, and so it was interesting. I was seeing this client at 11 o'clock and then this 12 o'clock appointment. I'm telling you, I get all the clients that no one wants to get, you know, and it, she's like really hard on people. And she said, I had not seen her in two weeks. So she said, when I first, when she first came in the room, she said, Yolanda, I, ha I had to come today. I had to come. And I said, well, what's going on? You have an urgency. She said, just being in your presence. Just being in your presence, I have peace. It's not about me. It's about accessing that peace that only comes from God. You should not be living with torment. You should not be living with worry because we have an advocate who cares and is compassionate and that understands. He says, come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Please stand. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.